0: Welcome to this Life I Live in Truth podcast, a podcast about living life authentically. Each week, we deliver the best stories from individuals who have decided with intention to live authentic lives. Now, here's your host, Jesse Belizel.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, villagers. I am your host, Jesse B., here to bring you another evening of, how shall I say it, remarkableness. Our guest this evening is a two time author, as well as a mindset and faith coach, a true entrepreneur on a mission to coach hopeless romantic women to date without being emotional wrecks who have control over their emotions. I am honored to introduce the poise, the beautiful, and the lively Yansi. Yansi, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. What a nice introduction.
1: Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yancy. I am so grateful for our time together. And so before we get into things, I was wondering, are you up for a little game? Okay, I'm down. Okay, okay. So this game is called Deduce That with Yancy. Okay, Mm. so I am going to share with you some phrases and without explanation, ask you to deduce and interpret the phrase. Oh, (laughs) so we have three quick rounds. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So round one, the term is boys who shave. What can you say about the saying boys who shave?
2: S-H-A-V-E,
1: shave? Correct.
2: Oh, I say thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) Round two. Friends with benefits. What can you say about that saying?
2: Never goes as expected.
1: Never goes as expected. I love that. And round three hopeless or hopelessly romantic what can you say about that saying
2: bad nobody should be hopeless
1: i love it all right now that we are a little better acquainted (laughs) i want us to segue right into our dialogue portion for tonight thank you so much for being a good sport (laughs) no problem all right, so if you can, introduce yourself to the villagers and let them know a little bit about your journey that led to this here moment. Ooh, how much time do we have? No, I'm just kidding. Uh,
2: <laughs> so I have a lot of titles, but mostly I like to call myself a mindset coach who masks masquerades as a dating coach because most people don't know where they truly need help. They just know what their pain point is. So most people's pain point is dating and relationships. They feel like they are not satisfied and they stumble across my services and then I got them right where I want them, where I could shift their mindset. So uh, I'm a mindset coach. Um, If you really strip it down to one word, I am an encourager. Uh, Somebody said a term today that I said I'm going to take forever. It's called motivator in chief. I really want to, right? Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. I want to motivate people. And and encourage people to live their best life, even though that is such an overused phrase. But I want to actually teach people how to do it. So I've, uh, that's probably the best way to describe what I do.
1: I love it. I love it. Can you talk to us a little bit more about your journey that has led you specifically to mindset coaching as well as faith coaching? How did you fall into the profession?
2: Sure. So I really did fall into it. Um, I was on a journey where I was unhappy. And for most entrepreneurs, when I hear their story, usually the successful ones are ones who have found a niche because they were in it. So when you discover a pitfall, you can take your story of how you got out of it and turn that into a product or service. That happens a lot. Or I hear people who say, there was something that I needed, and I noticed it wasn't out there. So I filled that space. So I am one of the first, I was in a pit. And I had to fight and crawl and and dig my way out. And it was gruesome. And it was painful. And I almost lost my actual life during it. And Mm -hmm. so in the process of clawing my way back, I was asking a Bunch of questions because I was so confused about the dating world. And as I began asking questions of strangers, I kind of turned around proverbially and saw there was a huge following behind me. And somebody actually said, That's great that you've asked all these questions. You stirred up a lot of dust. You're bringing attention to things that need answers. Uh, but what are the answers? And I remember saying, why are you looking at me? Like I'm in the audience. Y'all mm-hmm. just happen to come sit next to me. I don't have the answers. So it wasn't until years later I started to have enough life experience that I actually was able to teach. But for the most part, I was just a student and everybody was learning alongside of me. And so I very much organically <laughs> turned into an influencer because of what was happening. And so people have seen my journey, they've seen me grow, they've seen the transformation. And I always say, I'm not at the top of my class, but I can teach everyone who's in the class behind me. So if I'm in sixth grade, I'm gonna teach everyone all the way up until fifth grade. If I get Mm -hmm. to 12th grade, I'll teach everyone up to 11th. So as I'm learning, I'm turning back and passing on what I've learned, whether I learned it today, uh, yesterday, or three years before.
1: That is so amazing. Um, I remember when I was um, in graduate school, um, one of my professors said to me, in order for you to be a good leader, you must first be a good student. And so Mm -hmm. from what I'm hearing from what you've shared is because of your life experience and because you were initially a student, that is how you are able to give of your services. And that's what essentially, I know you didn't say this part, but that's what distinguishes you from others in this space.
2: I appreciate that. And I would agree 100%. I think that being in it allows me an empathy. There's actually a Bible verse that says, you can comfort in the way that you were comforted. So Mm. somebody who has lost somebody near to them, they're going to be able to literally comfort someone better than somebody who has never experienced that because you know what not to say. You know what bothered you and triggered you when people meaning well said it. You know because you've been there and you felt all the feelings. So I see some content creators who really rip my heart out because I hear them passing judgment because they don't emphasize. There are a lot of men and even women who will shame and say, why in the world would a woman behave that way? And I'm thinking, I know exactly why she behaves that way. Exactly. It, it's a symptom of a bigger problem. But now you've just compiled on, you've piled on. She already felt bad about her problem And now you're shaming her because you're calling it stupid or ignorant or dumb. And mm-hmm. so for me, I like to say often, don't worry, sis, I'm not judging you. I know your problem because I was that person. I went there. I was her. She was mm-hmm. me. And that's the only reason I know this answer. So please don't feel ashamed if you're still at this mile marker. I passed it and I looped around that one a few times. So I know this terrain very well.
1: Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to learn some things and unlearn them just to Mm -hmm. relearn them. Yeah. So powerful. So you can comfort in a way that you are comforted. Hmm. Amazing. I want to ask you, Yancey, I recently watched you in an interview on IG and I just thought how remarkably confident this lovely woman is. Have you always been this confident?
2: That would be 100% no. I was the most insecure person you will ever find.
1: Wow. What can you say, what advice would you give someone who's listening right now who may be struggling with their confidence?
2: I would say 100% step one is get to know yourself. The reason why most people are not confident is because they're scared that somebody will discover something that they have not dealt with. So let's just say, for example, if you, uh, let's say you stutter Mm -hmm. and that's something you haven't dealt with and somebody teases you about stuttering, it's going to trigger you. But if you've taken time to get to know yourself and you're like, you know what? I stuttered. This is what happens. Even if you haven't mastered how to get over it, you've accepted it and you're like, this is a part of me. Now, when somebody points it out, it's like, yes, that, that is a part of my journey. Yep. It's different than I'm trying to hide a part of me and ah, you uncovered it. There's no shame involved. And it's not the best example, but part of the healing process for me was going over who I was, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And what I did was I said, okay, what stuff do I like? Cool, put that in a column, I'm gonna celebrate that. That's instant victory, I feel good. Okay, what's the stuff that's bad and what's ugly? Well, do I wanna work on it? Some things I want to work on, other things eh, it's not the most urgent. So maybe let's say for example, there's 10 pounds I want to lose. It might not be at the top of my list. And you know what? I could still live a pretty happy life if I never lose that. I don't love it, but I'm not dying, you know,
1: because of it.
2: But this thing, laziness, ooh, no, I can't live with that. So even though I haven't mastered it day one, I suddenly start to feel more confident because I know that I have, one, addressed it, and two, I now have an action plan. So if somebody tries to trigger me into feeling badly about something that I haven't achieved, I can internally give myself that peace to say, but you are working on it. The first step in overcoming your problem is admitting you have one. And then you start to move down that, that progression towards those 12 steps, like an alcohol anonymous program. But that's, I think a lot of times where people don't feel confident, it's an area that they haven't even dared to go themselves. And now it's like the boogeyman, something is hiding. But really, if you were to flip on the lights, you'd realize, oh, that was just a mop upside down. It wasn't a big, scary thing
1: creeping in the corner. <laughs> exactly, precisely. I love what you said about just the process of healing that you had to undergo and how it was good, bad, it was ugly, it was indifferent, it was all of these things, but you embraced every aspect of it. And that's how you made it on the other side. And, and for me, I think healing sometimes is a process that is ongoing. And it's a decision that you have to continuously make. And there will be things that you'll be healed from. And there are other things that you'll be healing from.
2: Yes. May I add one more thing that just came to mind? Absolutely. I think when you put ego in the right place, you get free, huge, huge freedom. And part of you know, being a woman who believes in God, it's awesome because if I put all my confidence in God, I don't have to hold the bag. So mm. I just told somebody who was nervous to ask me to do a speaking engagement. I had Somebody earlier today, she confided in me after I agreed wholeheartedly to be in her panel or be her guest speaker. Um, she said, "Man, I was so scared to ask you." She said, "I think about I'm just just little old me." And I said, "Can can I go into coach mode?" <laughs> she laughed and said, "Yeah." I said. It's not about being little or you. If you are aligned with God and you are on his purpose, there's nothing to fear because I'm not rejecting you if I say no. If you have the confidence that whatever is for you is for you, if I say no to what you present to me, it's not a reflection of you being good or bad. It's whether or not it's aligned. So it could be totally benign why I say no, but mm-hmm. you take comfort in knowing that ultimately, whatever is for you will come to you. Mm
0: -hmm. And so the
2: crazy thing is, is that before she even opened her mouth, it was already for her, I had already marked that date on my calendar for something that I ended up deciding not to do. Therefore, it was already blocked off from coaching, whereas normally, it would have already been full, this close to the date, it was already preordained. And so when you start to realize, that you really don't have as much control as you think you have, it also takes the pressure off and you're really surrendering to whatever's going to happen. And also when your ego is out of it, there's really nothing to fear. So let's just say, for example, we're doing a show. Someone might be not confident about speaking because, oh, what if I look stupid? Well, guess what? I can't look stupid. It's not possible for me to look stupid if I'm just honest. If you even were to ask me a question that I don't know, I can simply say, you know what? I don't know that. That's a good question. There's no reason we should ever feel not confident unless we are trying to be something other than we are. Mm -hmm. But when we embrace who we are and you just speak the truth.
1: Do you like what you're hearing so far? Well, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss a show. Man, Yancey is really really dropping gems so when you have a moment please check out two of her books the first is titled first date a woman's guide to dating men and her second book why women love a-holes now back to the show You can't lose. You can't. You can't. Mm, you hitting on these buzzwords for me. Um, <laughs> I, um, I share this story with my villagers and they've heard it many times. But um, when I became a mother um, many years ago, I, I, I found that I lost a sense of who I was. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I put my whole identity into being a mother. And so one day, a friend of mine was like, Jess, can I say something to you real quick? And I was like, yeah, sure. She's like, you're a great mom and everything. But what happened to that Phoenix fire in you? Like, where did it go? And so after I hung up the phone with her, I was just like, what would it be or what would it look like for me to live in my truth? And I haven't gone back ever since. And so thank you so much for saying that. Wow. I love it.
2: There's so much more to life that is for us. But because of the shadows and the perception of the boogeyman, we don't Mm -hmm. get to walk in it. It's kind of like somebody who lives, you know, let's just say there's this beautiful city block. And they live all the way in the corner of that block. And because of fear, they only go to the little bodega right next door. And they only Mm -hmm. go to the little park right next door. But if they just walked to the end of the block, they would realize there's a beautiful ocean view. There's a beautiful farmer's market around the other corner. There's a service that somebody needed that they were the perfect person to provide. Mm -hmm. All of this because they couldn't get past the scary corner. And a lot of people live that way. They live in their little corner of the world. And they're scared to step outside of their bubble because it's the fear of the unknown. And they're worried about what other people are going to think. And this is the gag at the end. Most people don't give a crap. Most people don't even notice you because they're too busy worrying about their own demons they're battling. But you're living your life because you're scared of what they're going to think of you. And they haven't even noticed you. Right. And the ones that do judge you are usually the ones who are also doing the same thing. Because anyone who's been there, done that, they give you mercy. They say, oh, girl, I have been there and done that. Don't be scared. Come on. Mm -hmm. It's the Mm -hmm. the judgmental ones are the ones that are usually going to the same thing. So most people, I would say, are living less than 5% of their potential.
1: I firmly, firmly believe that. I think it's so important for us to lean into the opposition, which is exactly Mm -hmm. what you just said. You're walking to the side of the street. Just keep going. You're, And that's yeah. leaning into that opposition because you don't know what's going to be ahead of you.
2: Every single thing that has been a pivotal moment in my life, there's been a smoke screen right before it. Mm. You ever been somewhere where you couldn't see? The the fog was so thick that you couldn't see?
1: Yes. I'm from Rhode well, Island. Yes.
2: <laughs> okay, good. So You know exactly. So I've noticed every single time without fail, something amazing happened, there was always a smokescreen right before that. And I had the choice to either go, oh gosh, it's a smoke screen. I can't see what's on the other side, or I could just step through. And you notice even in the fog, every time you take a step, you still have the same amount of visibility in front of you. It's just illusion. Like you can see maybe five feet ahead, but you just keep taking that step. And whenever I get on the other side of that smoke screen, it is amazing. But for most people, that smoke screen is enough to keep them away. They see it as a barbed wire fence or an electric fence, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. And then the enemy goes, ha ha, I kept them from experiencing what was on the other side. As long as I can put this illusion of the boogeyman, I'll put this smoke screen, the fear of the unknown, they will never step out, and I get to keep them right where I want them.
1: Right. Wow. Oh, my goodness.
2: (laughs) What would life be like without fear? Wow, right?
1: What would it be like? What would it be like? I want to ask you, Yancey, if there were no restrictions at all, who do you think you'd be?
2: Honest to God, myself. And I could not say that.
1: Wow. I couldn't
2: say that five years ago. Um, There's one of the parts of my coaching that I do, and... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do an exercise with the women and I say, who's your dream person? And I give mine. Mine is Olivia Pope. Uh, mm-hmm. I, really, I really like her character on Scandal. Not all the stuff, but just the way she had her life in order. She dressed the right way and, you know, she just was so sophisticated.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I remember making a conscious decision and saying, what is the difference between me and this fictional character? Right. Nothing except my choices and my mindset. Mm -hmm. And I literally decided to become my dream avatar. Well, what does that Mm -hmm. house look like? And I first sat there and I closed my eyes and imagined, I would love a space that was clean and beautiful and neat. And my house, clean, beautiful, neat. I have beautiful gold fixtures, white, fluffy couches. Everything has meaning. Everywhere I look, it's beautiful. It's soft. It has purpose. I said, well, I loved how organized she was. So I went through a process of becoming disciplined and organized and I love that feeling down to the little wine glasses that she had. And this is the beauty, we get to choose our avatar. But most people, they Hmm. stop at the the, the fantasy. They just stop there. Oh, I love that about Olivia Pope, the character Olivia Pope. I, I love that and they stop there. Gosh, that would be nice. Oh, good for her some other girl said Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. Oh, what she embodies. I said, what's the difference between you and Rihanna? And she kind of looked confused. I said, nothing. Okay. Your package looks different, but literally there is nothing different. I said, if Rihanna was able to switch bodies with you, she would still be Rihanna. It's her spirit that makes her who she is. And then of course we have the option of tweaking our bodies to become an maximum because you know if you're five foot two you're not going to become six foot four but your spirit is what makes you you so the difference between the most confident person and the most insecure person is that spirit and that decision so I truly can say I am living my best life I would not choose anything else
1: oh my goodness I love that I love that it's funny that you talk about spirit because I'm five two right but i think that i'm a tall person like (laughs) in my mind (laughs) you're a giant girl (laughs) exactly i feel like i'm a giant thank you so much i thought i was going crazy i was like wait i'm short
2: (laughs) yeah it's really who you even even this might sound crazy too so growing up i was always really really lean i mean skinny let me let me not even cute i was skinny really (laughs) skinny (laughs) and when I became clinically depressed, my family was out of town. They were really nervous and they said, you know, please take medication. We're, we're really scared about what's going to happen. This is before my breakthrough. And all I did was make me gain 60 pounds. And what was so crazy was I, I'm still not back to the size that I was before. But in my mind's eye, I'm still that in-shape woman. And I think it's because of that, not letting that go. I won't allow myself to accept being out of shape permanently. It has kept me wanting to work out and stay in shape. And I think that you have to constantly see yourself through your mind's eye and not always accept who you are, because maybe seeing yourself as a giant gives you a little more boldness than you would have had at 5'2", or maybe you parent differently because in your mind's eye, you're a giant. So I don't think that's weird at all. Be as tall as you want. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Yancy. Oh my goodness, that is, that is powerful. I'm going to repeat it again for for the people in the back. So I, Yancy said, "See yourself through your mind's eye." Wow, gems, 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 gems. I often <laughs> tell my villagers, I say, "You guys are in for a special treat," but Yancy, you're you're giving everybody a cavity right now. <laughs>
2: Oh, you're so sweet.
1: It's, we all have
2: gifts. We have a gift inside of us. The smoke and mirrors and smoke screens keep us from stepping into it. But we all are great in some capacity. And the enemy has us tricked into thinking that there are just certain people who are awesome, certain people who are attention worthy or, you know, worthy to be listened to. But we all have that. And I hope that all your listeners understand that you all have a specific gift inside of you. Not all of it has to be on a public platform. We get that confused with popularity. But your gift could be making an impact at a local children's facility, you know, a youth center. Your impact could be in a senior's home. Mm -hmm. Whatever your gift is, you are amazing at it because you were designed for it. So everybody should be having this kind of moment where someone says, man, you are so good at that. And that's when you're walking in your purpose.
1: Right. Wow. My goodness. I was just about to ask you. um, With your coaching. What do you hope to leave the people with? And I, and I feel like you kind of answered the question or you, you did. Um, but what do you hope with your coaching to leave people with? And you could talk about outcomes or, or whatever comes to yeah. mind. Yeah.
2: I want them to meet themselves. And what I mean by that is most people go their whole life and never have met themselves. What I mean by themselves, there's this book that I'm going to reference a lot it's called The Untethered Mind. Uh, I'm sorry, The Untethered Soul. It's so good. Um, But it talks about who you are. If somebody says, who are you? The usual answer is, well, I'm a mom, or I'm a YouTuber, or I'm a whatever, right? Public speaker, Mm -hmm. you asked me, like, to tell about myself. I told you what I do for a living. But who you are is referring to your spirit. You said Mm -hmm. you're five foot two. Well, that's the body that's encasing your spirit. Everything that people describe typically is in the packaging. Mm -hmm. But the spirit of the person is the consciousness that sees the reflection in the mirror. You are not that body. You see the body in the mirror. And so that's why if you're not acting like yourself, you're still Mm -hmm. the same package in front of me, but I'm like, hmm, You're not acting like yourself. Yourself is your spirit that leads to your personality and all that stuff. So most people never meet themselves as a spirit and they don't realize that their thoughts are merely suggestions that can be accepted or rejected. So what happens is any thought that comes into their mind, they latch on and they co-sign. You know, you get a package, they're like, sign here and now it's your property they do that with a thought a thought gets introduced oh okay we mm-hmm. sign here and i take it they don't understand that they could reject it so imagine i'm going to be a little crass for a minute well, let's say the postal guy comes to your door and you've got a hot steamy pile of um, use your imagination okay
0: mm-hmm. no person
2: in their right mind is going to go yeah let me sign for that and bring it in my home you would say what who sent this i don't want this and you would reject it well what i hope to leave every woman with is the ability Take each thought one by one by one and decide if it serves her or doesn't serve her. And if she decides it doesn't serve her, I want her to reject the package, return to sender. Because when she has that ability, she can become anything she wants to be. The reason mm-hmm. we don't reach our potential is because our thought says, You're an imposter. Yes. You don't know what you're doing, you've never done this before. Well, what if you do it and you look stupid? What if you have the wrong answer? What if no one buys it? What if no one's interested? What if you get laughed at? These are simply suggestions, but most of us co-sign. I would have put up my website, but it's not perfect. I would have started my podcast, but it's not perfect. I would have done my YouTube channel, but it's not perfect. According to who? You accepted that thought and you co-signed it and you brought in all these packages. And now guess what? They're blocking your house. Now you're a hoarder. You're tripping over stuff. You can't even walk around. Now you're trapped in this back room because of all these limiting beliefs that you have co-signed. You can't even hardly get to your kitchen. So now you have to set up your little makeshift kitchen in your bedroom and now you got rodents and cockroaches because you can't properly clean. You can't get your It's just this mess and you end up depressed and anxious. But if you can choose every thought You are free. So that thought comes to your door. Who are you to talk about this? Who are you to start a podcast? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can get so good you don't even have to answer back. You just look at them up and down like you tried it and slam the door in your face. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) They want to clap back. Everyone had to start somewhere. So Anne, and and if you keep clapping back, eventually that goes away. They stop attempting to deliver that package because they realize you're serious. You're not accepting that one. So they might try something else, but you're, you're not going to be caught flipping. Well, it's not done yet. So don't release it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And guess what you find out? The more I'm imperfect, the more I come across as authentic and people relate to authenticity. So take that. You start to have a clap back for everything, and nothing gets to stop you. So I want all of my people to be set free.
1: You heard it, villagers, and I'm sure some of Yancy's followers. Be set free. Any final words, Yancy?
2: I would say that we are what we think. We are what we think. We really are. are what we think. If I decided today that I am a neuroscientist who lives in Africa, I'm a neuroscientist who lives in Africa, so what am I going to do? I'm going to find out where to take courses on how to become a neuroscientist. I'm going to figure out how to get to Africa. Mm -hmm. It starts with a thought.
1: Absolutely. You
2: are what you think you are. And you decided that you were a podcaster, so you're doing a podcast. I decided I was a motivational speaker, so I'm a motivational speaker. You are what you think you are. And then your actions follow your thoughts and your intentions, and then it becomes. People are too moved by the feeling. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like a podcaster. I don't feel like a neuroscientist who lives in Africa. Why don't I feel like that? Because I'm in Southern California and I'm a motivational speaker. Okay, well what do i need to do to get there
0: Mm -hmm. Well, i need to
2: go to school and i need to move okay now that i did that do i feel like it yeah i do feelings are the end result they should never ever ever be the motivator you think what you want to do you Mm -hmm. act upon it so that it happens and as a result you will feel amazing because you have achieved your goal most people feel and then they act upon those feelings And they continue to think the way they did at the very beginning, which makes them feel the way they did at the beginning. And it just repeats the cycle. You never change. You just reiterate. So stop leading with feelings. Start leading with thoughts. And start thinking good thoughts because you will become them.
1: Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Don't be moved, listeners, by feelings and results. perhaps but don't be Mm -hmm. moved by your feelings. Yancy. how can people stay connected with you? What do you have coming down the pipeline? Share that with us.
2: I got a couple of things. Uh, What is already out there right now, I have um, two books for ladies, a book for men too. I've got Mm -hmm. two books. I can find those on my website. Everything is, if you just type Chasing Yancy" into anything, you'll find me. Uh, So chasingyancey.com. I have two books. I have a course make dating fun again. Uh, I have that available right now. Of course I have one-on-one coaching if people really want to jumpstart turning their life around. I have that. Um, I'm working on actually two other courses that'll be launching soon and big picture y'all please put it into the universe with me. I have a tour coming. I'm speaking it into existence. Yes. Yes. City to city. There's nothing like it that I've ever heard of. It's going to be awesome. Um, what else? Some stuff I can't even talk about yet, but it's going to be awesome. So get on my email list because when I'm allowed to talk about it, I'll announce it. But well, I think that's enough to get them going. And um, on social media, if you just want free stuff, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter is not really worth your time. So don't even type it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a handle, but I, I, I'm i so bad with that platform. But that's about it. Just wherever you can find me, Chasing Yancey.
1: Chasing Yancey. Thank you so much, Yancey, for our time together. Villagers, you already know. Cancel the noise. Seek the truth that is often only found in the light.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on this Life I Live in Truth podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www. Dot this life i live in truth com where you can stay connected and subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a show while you're at it if you found value in this show we'd appreciate a rating on any and all platforms or for you to simply tell a friend feel free to also check out our e-course finding your purpose until next time listeners cancel the noise and seek the truth that is often found in in the light.